Everybody say, Lord, bless Brother Moore. Jump on him, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's put them together for that true light called Jesus Christ. King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of the world. Amen. You came to deliver us from sin. Give us life and life more abundantly. Help us experience what true liberty is really all about. What true love is really all about. That there is a God in the heavens that can be touched. A God in the heavens that can be approached. A God that can be moved upon our behalf and fight our battles and make us victorious. Oh, what a Savior, what a King, what a, what a lover of the soul, what a lover of the heart, what a lover for humanity of all of humanity, regardless of who they are, where they're at, the cut of their skin. He came and died for all of us that we can have life. We could come even on a Wednesday night like this. To feel his love and to feel his touch and to know his heartbeat and his will and to know he's working for us. Man, he's battling for us. Whenever it seems like all around us is sinking sand, thank God for the rock. Thank God for the chief cornerstone. Thank God for that one that's unmovable, unchangeable. It's just steady in there. Amen. Let the storms rage. Amen. Let them, let them battle and war and say what they want to say and do what they want to do. But when the smoke clears and when everything settles, just like he stepped out on the bow of that old ship that night for those disciples. First glimpse, amen, they wouldn't sure. Is that a spirit caused them to fear? Wouldn't sure if they ought to cry out to him or not. But before it's over with, the apostle Peter, amen, said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And he stepped out on his word. People say, Peter walked on water. Not true. You can't walk on water. I'll tell you what he walked on. He walked on faith of the word of God. And that's what God's looking for in the world that we're looking at right now and living in right now. He's looking for individuals and churches, amen, that's going to step out on his word. Amen. And the word's going to sustain them and the word's going to hold them. And the word's going to bring them through onto the other side when everything else is sinking sand. Everything else is falling to the wayside. The word of truth, amen. Hallelujah. When we are the true worshipers and we love him and worship him in the spirit of truth. God bless you tonight. Good to see you all of you. You can be seated. God bless you. It's good to see each one of you and all that's in the house of the night. Yes, God bless you for coming, being in this service with us. Appreciate you so much for taking out the time and coming with being with us. God has been gracious unto us. And, and I'm telling you, appreciate the Lord the prayer, answering the prayers and requests and working that. And you know what? He didn't bring them back. Amen. Amen. But he brought them back to make a complete work there. And we're going to believe in that. Okay? So we're just going to leave it like that. Amen. God knows they know. And so we're going to leave it like that. And God's move on their little hearts and minds and spirit in a very trying time in their lives. You and I got the obligation as we just sung the song of the lighthouse. Amen. It's our business. Amen. To point them to Jesus Christ and not just them, but all. All. Amen. To point all to Jesus Christ. Amen. The savior of the world. The true light. Amen. The light that is a light unto all men. Hallelujah. Amen. A light to all men. That's what Jesus Christ is desiring to be. To save humanity. To deliver humanity. I want to be saved. How about you? I want to finish the course. Amen. I, I know a lot of people, you know, we use that term loosely. And we as apostolics, we don't want to use it at all. 
Amen. We're hesitant about it, but I read it in the Bible. I read it in times and texts and it relates to us as being saved. And I understand, amen, because we like to talk about the Holy Ghost. And we know we're subject and inclined to come up short and failed and things of that nature. I realize all of that. But I'm glad our confidence and our hope is in Jesus Christ and his compassion, his mercy. And his readiness, amen, to, to work on our behalf to make a complete product, amen, of us. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Amen. He, he, he didn't... He didn't birth us into this kingdom for us to just stay babies, you know, to suck on pacifiers until we're 40 and 50 and 60 years old, spiritually speaking. Hallelujah. No, no. Amen. I'm glad. Amen. He has intent. Amen. And he has passion, desires to work with us. And, and there are certain circumstances that come our way to help propel us into that place and, and guide us into that place. I promise you, God's not out to destroy us tonight. He's not out to destroy America. America is going to destroy herself with their unbelief and allowing evil spirits and ungodliness just like Israel amen it was the evil hearts of unbelief listening to the wrong spies listening to the wrong reports but I'm glad amen I got a different report that doesn't come from the White House hallelujah doesn't come by any agencies amen of your network of social media and all that other mess but it comes straight from heaven it comes from the throne room it comes from the living God that's a God of the living he don't know any dead they're just asleep he never refers to them as being dead the only place they're dead is dead in trespasses and sins. But you don't have to leave this house tonight get in your trespasses of sin. There's a God, the sin of Savior, the sin of blood, the sin of His Spirit. And the conference and the promise of it to loose and set us free. Even on a Wednesday night like this, He can touch our lives and touch our hearts and turn us around. Turn your dilemma around. I'm telling you in this service, in this night, on this Wednesday night, this midweek service, He can make a big course turn into a light in this midweek service. He can make all the difference of heaven and hell. He doesn't miss it. He don't miss a thing. Nothing. He's God. Hallelujah. And I'm glad to be serving him tonight. How about you? Glad to be, I'm going to say it again tonight. I'm glad to be associated to the church. Connected with something. Hooked up with something. Uh, not isolated. We're not, uh, we're not looking for closets to crawl in. Caves to crawl in. This thing wasn't done in the corner. God's not interested in hiding it. God's not ashamed of it. God's not ashamed of his power to transform. God's not ashamed of his power to deliver. God's not. Hallelujah. He just needs vessels. Amen. That's willing to say, you know what? I believe God make a difference in my life. Y'all going to see some changes. Hallelujah. We, God's working. God's working. And you know what? I'm believing that. Hallelujah. In hearts and lives and even in our community. Uh, the devil wants to take our community. He wants to, things of that nature. But you know what? That's the reason he put us here. We're not going to let him. I'm talking about the devil. We're not going to let sin. We're not going to let all that, amen, rule and reign and just have its way. We're going to make a stand again that's out of love. We're going we're to preach this gospel, preach this truth. We're going to live it to the, the fullest. Amen. Watch the power of it and the love of it. I know you're probably thinking, well, Pastor, you're never going to get off of this chapter. I'm not promising you tonight I am. Uh, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Praise God. And... Uh, so, you know, we're just going to see what's going to happen here. I am a little interested going to that next chapter. It's a very powerful chapter. Amen. If you do a little study on it, read it and, and dig into it. Three short verses, but a very powerful, powerful, amen, chapter to go into. So we're looking forward to that, of digging into it. But until we get there, actually, you've got to kind of pick back up and where we're kind of at tonight in the latter part of, the, of Psalms 130. Amen. And uh, here, as we begin to look at it and... Uh, 
I know I'm going back and just kind of rehearsing. I kind of went over it briefly with you and then come back. And then last week kind of got off on the New Testament and things of Paul and fighting against certain things. Because if we're not, if we're not careful, amen, the, we'll, we'll let things slip by us and uh, things and events that are taking place. And uh, if you listen to any at all, and I listen very little, but to what little I'm hearing, amen, from the radio and this uh, the political things and the presidents and things of this nature, uh, you know, the, the, definitely the religious world, amen, the denominational world out there is very concerned about the outcome and what's going on. And they, they believe this is probably one of the most important elections for this country, amen, for this nation, uh, for the things that we're trying to stand for and believe for as far as families, as far as God, amen, the principles, amen, those principles that keeps the wrath and the judgment of God upon us as a nation I'm telling you any nation that turns their back on God God will forsake them God can turn his blessings off God can shut this thing down any moment any time he gets ready and I'm here to tell you when he shuts America down hallelujah the world's going to know it they're going to be affected by it they can say what they want to amen we done seen a little glimpse of that you know just a little while back and so you know but you know that we get right back to that same place and that same area you know what we didn't get here by ourselves it was the goodness and the mercy of God that shined down upon us that raised up individuals that quickened them and directed them amen to accomplish and achieve the things that they're accomplishing and achieving a lot of the things even in a world today has, has come out of the technology and the ability of America amen but you know what again America didn't get there and accomplish that by themselves God was with us God was blessing us what if we didn't have any doctors what if we didn't have no law? What if we didn't have any of the technology? None of it. What if we didn't have it? How would you like to deal in this world? You know, go back to some, what they call the cave days and things of that nature. And if you'll do a study on that, do a little study on going to the West and winning the West. Hallelujah. A lot of people want to be cowboys and they, they want to, you know, wear the guns and shoot to Indians and, and all this other stuff. We need to be careful saying that this day and time. But uh, anyway, I mean, but I'm just talking about John Wayne movies and stuff like that. I'm not talking about the real stuff of it. I don't know nothing about any of that. But anyway, if you do a study on that, that to old men. Do you know what old men's were in the West? About 40. <laughs> How many 40s I got in the house and above? Thank God we ain't, we're not in the West. We probably wouldn't look as good as we're looking. At what age we're at. <laughs> you know, they, 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 well, let me leave all that alone. Let's just, that may be the reason I can't get through this chapter, huh? Praise God. <laughs> Lord, help me here. Um, but we're going we're gonna to do our best, amen, to uh, work on some of this. We are going to go again uh, all over the place uh, to at least a certain degree and uh, hopefully bring some things out that can be a blessing to you tonight, encouraging to you out of the Word of God. Thank God for His Word, amen, that's forever settled in the heavens that we can build our lives, that we can allow the principles, the promises, and the commandments out of this book as we initiate them into our lives, as we obey them, love them, respect them. Hallelujah. They gonna, they, it's going to accomplish what it's set out to accomplish. That's for every believer. That's for every individual that got an ear to hear it and a heart to obey it and respond to it. It's proven time and time in the Old Testament. Amen. Those that stiff-necked and rebellious and, and, and you know, didn't obey it. Amen. Judgment came, including to Israel, but those that obey, those that had an ear to hear it and obey it and apply it to their 
our lives on a daily basis to live in the power thereof. They was made overcomers. They was made victorious. So I'm telling you, we're on the victory side tonight. We're on the winning side tonight. We're not on the losing side. Hallelujah. I'm not, you know, I'm not depending on the White House. I'm praying for it. Got a responsibility out of the Word of God to pray for it and to pray for our leaders. I pray, God, you, you tear down the weapons formed against us and, and the other parties and political things that they got all kind of whatever. I pray they wouldn't be, be to no avail. That what needs to be brought out would be brought out. And what needs to be shut down will be shut down. Because, see, we're serving a God that can do that. I mean, if he gets ready tonight, he can take out 20 or 30 of them. Boom. Done deal. And a jaw here, so-and-so died. This one died. That one died. And, you know, of course, they'll start blaming... <laughs> <laughs> I just leave that. Praise God. But anyway, hallelujah. Blame who you want to blame. I pray the blessings of God and the favor of God upon us. So here we go. Third chapter, third chapter. We're just going to try to go to start there. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities. Amen. You know, Job 9 and 1, he kind of helps us out here. Amen. Job's God, you know, come at the mighty power. Then Job answered and said, he's talking to Elder. He said, I know it is so of the truth, but how should man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him, not one of a thousand. You know, he, he's simply making the statement here. Hell, if he tries to contend with God and God had a thousand questions to answer, ask him, he wouldn't have the power or the ability not to even answer one or would he have the power and the ability amen one out of a thousand questions amen that God couldn't answer and God couldn't move who so who could contend with God who can stand before God this almighty God that don't, that know anything about the shadow of turning that don't know anything about amen sin and unrighteousness and that how they cannot look upon it that's a reason I'm going to take you right back to it that's a reason he couldn't go back into the midst of the camp with the Israelites amen and had Moses a man of God to get the camp or get the tabernacle outside the camp so he could come and take up a bowl there. Because if he moved right into the camp, he just slew everybody in the camp. But God was merciful and long-suffering and kindness. And that's who he is. And that's what he is. And thank God for it. He demonstrated in the Old Testament. He showed up, demonstrated, amen, in the New Testament. Amen. Through the man called Jesus Christ. Because now this long-suffering and mercy and grace and compassion wasn't just going to be spilled out. Amen. Upon Jews and Israelite and Hebrew people. And one called out, amen. And he called his son and called He's beloved, but now it's going to be upon whosoever will let him come. And so now you and I, through the man called Jesus Christ, as the Lamb and the High Priest, that we receive of His Spirit, we also receive the promise of His inheritance. We also receive the promises, Amen. The healing, Amen. Of the stripes laid on His back. We also receive the promise of salvation if we'll just hang on for the ride and walk in the love of God and the power of God, the anointing of God. You can't walk in the carnal; you got to walk in the Spirit. But if you're walking the Spirit, you don't worry about the carnal. You know you're not a debtor to the flesh. You're a debtor to Jesus Christ. You're not a debtor to America. You're a debtor to Jesus Christ. You're not a debtor to finances and things of that nature, but you're a debtor, amen, to God Almighty. But if you'll walk with him, I tell you, he said he'll seek me first in my kingdom. I'll bless you. I'll add all these things. I'll take care of all that. That's the reason we're doing as well as we're doing tonight, amen, because we're seeking he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and walk in the manner of the way that he'd have us to walk. <laughs> So we're just excited to be able to do so Mark, if thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities. Anybody got a test lately? Anybody got any kids in school? Huh. Most time they march is not good. Little checks. Whoops, wrong, wrong. 
So if God marks every mistake, every, we like to call them mistakes, don't we? <laughs> every, every, my moment, you caught me not quite ready, you know. No, what about sin? Sometimes we just ride out sin. We just, we just let the flesh get the best of us. We let the spirits around us get the best of us. And we just ride out sin and come up short. Amen. And so the Bible's made it plain that all of us, all of us finds ourselves in this condition. All of us finds ourselves in this place. There's not a man, if you can search the earth, especially in the times of this, hallelujah, that's upright and holy and righteous. And so the writer is letting us know, if thou shouldest, Lord, the Almighty, the whole job of God, amen, if you may the marks. Now, now watch this. You can go right on with Job. And he responded here talking about the questions. But when you get to Job 41 and 42, amen, you're going to see that God asks Job about 80 questions. Hallelujah. That Job couldn't answer. Hallelujah. That Job couldn't. Finally, he comes and puts his hands over his mouth and says, God, too great, you too mighty. In fact, amen, in Job, Job 41, he talks about dealing with a monster. He talks about dealing with a creature. He talks about dealing with a power, amen, that Job couldn't touch and neither anybody else. So apparently this sea creature is likened to a serpent, a dragon with a tail and things of that nature, maybe even likened very easily, amen, to the devil himself, amen. But God talks about how he can put a hook in his jaw. God talks about how he can bore, amen, and take a thorn and bore it through his jaw. God talks about how he can handle him and he can take care of him. I'm here to preach to you tonight. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ has took care of sin. And if you and I obey the word of God and humble ourselves and yield ourselves and walk in the Holy Ghost, you ain't got to fret more about death. You ain't got to fret more about tomorrow. It's the most security. Amen. The best security you got. It's the best security code you can get. It's better than any code you can get. It's better than any bars you get. It's better than any count. Well, we're selling left and right. I'm not against none of it. Don't take this wrong. But we're spending money here and there, putting up cameras and doing this and doing that. Amen. Trying to keep the booger man out. Trying to keep people from stealing around. But the greatest protection we got is the Almighty God that's looking and watching. He don't miss a thing as he watches us walking this serpent upon this serpent. He's watching every step we make. He wants to walk with us. Keep us, guide us, and help us. Amen. As we just... Give ourselves unto him and humble ourselves unto him. So he finishes this verse up simply like this. O Lord, who shall stand? If you mark them. Anybody glad for the blood tonight? Anybody glad you've done what Ananias told Paul to do? Go be baptized. Washing away those sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I kind of thought about that sometimes, you know. They make, they make them marks. <laughs> Black and pen. Whoops, there's one. There's another. There's another. There's another. But God sent red blood. And when you take red blood, you begin to pour it out on top of black marks. Hallelujah. All of a sudden, all you can see is the white. Hallelujah. It brings us right back into place. It brings us back. That's the reason it's so important. Not only the first initial, amen, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ to apply the blood, but to activate the blood. That's the reason the writer John come along and told us. He said, if we have sinned, we have an advocate with the Father. And if we'll confess our sins unto our Heavenly Father, amen, you know what? He's faithful and just to, what? to forgive us of our sins and activate the blood and wash that mark all out again on a Wednesday night like the night he can take all the black marks that's in your life and wash them out tonight Woo! I'm telling you America's got a lot of them 
got some big ones. And the very one that can help them, they, won't, they, don't, they don't even acknowledge him. Even our own military don't want you to really call on the name of Jesus. Oh, they'll let you have, they'll let you have, you know, chaplains as long as they, as long as they be like, believe like the Catholics. Praise God. That's the reason for you. It's a mess. It just creates a mess. And so, when you make the statement, stand. Stand is actually a legal term. Whenever you go to court and you're the one that's been, and you went through the court system, what do they normally make, if it's any way possible, for that one they're fixing to give the verdict, whether guilty or not guilty, they make them stand. Stand up in the court of law. Or as Against who, and the verdict is given. We're all going to have to stand before the judge one day. I thank God for the witness of the blood that washes away. <laughs> the man that cleanses, that purges. He's the only one. There's no sin except blaspheming. It's the only sin that you can find in the book that he won't forgive. Amen. That he won't wash away. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back on that forgiveness in just a few minutes. So, so we see, hallelujah, this statement. When you go to Psalms 143. And, and I'm going to use a few verses here. The key verses actually in the second verse. Hear my prayers, O Lord. Give ear unto my supplication. In thy faithfulness answer me. And in thy righteousness. Enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. No man living in thy sight. Hallelujah. God, you see it all. You see the uprights. You see the downfall. You see your words tells us that you can see the very heart and the intent of the heart. You see the very spirit. Things that we can hide and things that we can cover up. But God can look right down in the midst of all of that. Right down into our most inward being of who we are and what we are from the inside out. That's the reason Jesus Christ come along and told us it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, and it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles the body, but it's that which comes out. That's the reason we need to pray, God, you help my belly be like a well springing up. You help me, God, in my counseling, in my communication, in my, my abilities, amen, to walk in the Holy Ghost, to make sure that my intents are pure. I'm going to have a pure heart. The pure in God is the one that's going to see him. And the only one that can make us pure is the blood of the Lamb and the touching of Jesus Christ and walking in the commandments and statues and principles of the word of God because God meant what he said in this book and he expects his people amen to obey it and fall in love with it and you fall in love with the word and fall in love with God you don't have no problem with holiness you don't have no problem with separation you don't have no problem doing right walking right living right it's actually a privilege and an honor, amen, to find my helper, amen, leading and guide and direct me. I'm not ashamed of who we are, and neither I'm ashamed of who we represent. We're not ashamed of this. Neither do we try to hang it up like some God on some pedestal. No, no. We don't do that either. Because just that won't. Won't save us. Getting all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Hmm. 
But the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath spit my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Boy, that's, that's a pit. That's, that's, that's a bad place to be. I mean, that's about as low as you can get. Man, as he talks, the writer talks about this place. Therefore, is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. Oh, yeah. I meditate on thy works. Hallelujah. The hands, the works. I muse on the work of thy hands. Muse means to absorb, to meditate. Hallelujah. That's the reason it's so important. And Paul taught us, amen, as a New Testament church, amen, what we think on, what we dwell on. Hallelujah. What we ponder on. Hallelujah. It's going to make all the difference in the world. Hallelujah. Because your mind is a, is a place where the seed is planted. Hallelujah. And what you allow to be planted, what you allow to be sown into your heart and sown into your mind. Hallelujah, if you're not careful, hallelujah, to make sure it's the right seed. That's the reason a mind, amen, has got an ear to hear what thus saith the word of God. They can come out of darkness. They can come out of sin. They can overcome the spirit of iniquity. They can overcome the devil. They can come over, overcome dilemmas and situations. I'm telling you again tonight, I know you think I'm harping on it, but I'm telling you, amen, you know how a system of Montana's going to come out of that? We've got to persuade her by the word of God that for resources she's got more than enough for God, amen, to bless her and to raise her up and make something out of her the remainder of her days if she can have an ear to hear the word of God and let the word of God be activated in her body. That word of God can restore limbs and that man or medication cannot. The word of God the promises in this word of God can restore the mind, the heart, and the spirit and even the soul. Drive it out all the demons. Drive it out all the shame. Drive it out everything has got her back. Praise God. This is what we need to see happen. That's what, this is what this station's all about. It's not a place for you and I just come and book. And yes, we get to do that. And we get to feel, feel the chill bunch and all that good stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Perfect amen. I mean, to pull them out of them ditches. Pull them out of them places of darkness and hopelessness. Hallelujah. To let them know there is a God. To let them know there is a help. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When we begin to ponder, we begin to think about, amen, of his goodness and what he's done for me. I think we sing a song about that sometimes. When I think about his goodness, when I really begin to think about his mercy and his grace and his compassion, when I really begin to think about, amen, I'll start pulling out some stones under that oak tree. Hallelujah. Whenever there was a piece of wire, a bread wrapper, amen, that he x-rayed of my son's body when he was just a few months old. Hallelujah. Take him. It's been so long ago. Dr. White was there. Hallelujah. Man, it blowed everybody. He was so concerned. And I mean, he was throwing a fit. We finally got outside with him, trying to calm him down, man. Hey, Dr. White comes to the outside door. Hey, did you need better punch on? Do this, do all this stuff. And finally, he said, hey, y'all got to go to Mobile. We get to Mobile. They can't find no one. They can't find But it was in that first x-ray. But there is a God. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, well, he just, you know, he just passed it. You think what you want to, but I tell you what, the doctor's worried about him being cut from right here all the way down and all the way out. But they weren't the first scratch, they weren't the first cut, they weren't anything. You see, God could, God could reach in or take it out without causing any harm or damage. Man can't do all that. Man has to do it, there's going to be some scars. When man has to do it, see, if you quit letting man do everything and let God do something, you would have near the scars in life. Uh, Good to have you with us tonight. Good to see y'all. Love y'all.
Praise God. Uh, God's good. Uh, I'll tell you, you, know, you don't miss it. So you know what? We got to humble ourselves. And you know what? I believe God's going to do a good work there, a great work there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got a lot further than we can go. I know what the fan wants to do and what courts want to do, but I know what God you tell me where the real love's at. You tell me where the real power's at, where the real authority's at. Lock them up or deliver them. Woo! Hey, that's what's wrong with us now. We depend on the government. We depend on this and dial 911, this and 911. I'm not against all that. But I'm telling you, we got one that's greater than all of that. Help us out. Make us overcomers. You know why? We've been, we represent his blood. We represent his spirit. We represent his word. We represent his promises. We represent his power. We represent his authority. We're the only ones. You believe me tonight. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Those that swallowed through the gospel. That's heard the gospel is a good tidings. And experienced the gospel. Is the only ones that can do anything with the demonical worlds. And the deceiving powers thereof. We're living in a world today is deceived. They've allowed themselves to be deceived. Allowed themselves, amen, to be caught up in that. Lord, help me. I get to another verse here. You'll see what I'm talking about. Amen. You know, to stand. Psalms 1, 5 tells us, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. The ungodly. You know what's wrong with our world today? They want to hold on to the world. Want to live the lust of the world. Want to be full of the devil. Enjoy all the pleasures of the world. All the pleasures of flesh. And still be called godly. Don't you bring your judgment on me. Don't you say this. Don't you judge me. I didn't. But if it's in the book and it judge you. Honey you better repent. That's all I can tell you. You better repent. Because except you believe what thus saith the word of God. You're going to wind up amen in trouble. And you can take that from a man. Or you can take that from the word of God. But I'm telling you it's the only thing that's settled. The devil can't do nothing about it. It's tried his best to twist it. Distort it. And shut it down. But you know what? He didn't have the power or the ability. No more amen. Hallelujah. Than Balaam had the power to speak against his people. Amen. When he was requested to do it. And I'm telling you it's not going to happen in 2020 either. As long as God wants us the church to be on this earth. And a representative of his glory and power and mercy. I'm telling you there's nothing the devil can do about it. It's not going to be retrograde. God gets ready. Oh praise God. So that fifth verse says, therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners sit in the, key, in the congregation of the righteous. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what's going to bring some old, old time conviction back. Take two things. Preaching the gospel, preaching the word under the anointing. And then it falling upon the ears. Paul's in love with it. It's willing to hear it. And not just hear it, but to, to put it into action. And that brings old time conviction. That'll bring some of us. It helps some of us. We won't be as quick to say some things and think some things. You get back to that old time conviction. Because when that true conviction begins to work, buddy, you, you begin to start watching every step you make. You start watching every conversation you get caught up in. 
I remember, I mean, Brother Fuquay, buddy, he was very careful even with his picking. Amen. If he thought he got a hand just a little bit, so he was back apologizing, Brother. I, I, you know, I've just been, I, I, he, he wasn't going to take no chances whatsoever. Amen. Of picking and carrying on and maybe offending and hurting. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, just for a little fun and just for, a little, you know, things of that nature. So we got to be, you got to put a watchman at my door and a bridle upon my tongue because we're in the soul saving business. And it doesn't matter if it's a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, Saturday or Sunday. We don't have to be in the house of God when it's doing it. Hallelujah, it doesn't be when we got a passion for something. Hallelujah, you know what our passion to be above everything else, God? You help me be an epistle of Jesus Christ. You help me be an ambassador of God Almighty. You help me, Lord, and let this world know it's Brother Ford, doesn't me? Help us be that old lighthouse. Lighthouse sends out light. Walks in this world and among these folks with, with hope and light. Giving a reason the hope that lies within you in the time of persecution. Go back and read where that scripture's at. He's writing it to them right in the midst of persecution and affliction. For it to happen. So he sung about the lighthouse. What's a, what's a, what's a, what's a beautiful lighthouse? That attitude right there. It's the reason we can't win souls. It's the reason we won't be effective. Because it don't take much. You, you, what's the saying? One bad apple. One bad lawman. One stupid act of a lawman. Amen. Has caused such chaos in America. Now that's the focus. It doesn't matter if, if 95, 96, 98% of the rest of them done everything. They're dotting the eye across the T. They're all dumped out. Poured in the same bag. They do it Christians the same way, sweethearts. Especially if we're Holy Ghost filled. They expect, they expect more out of us. You know what God does to you. That'd be different if he wasn't with us. It'd be different if we wouldn't bow to him and lean on him and trust in him. But we are. And being he's fighting our battles. Being he's got all of our tomorrows. Why should I stay up all night trying to plan it out, trying to work it out and when God's got it? And the Bible says he never sleeps in slumbers. Well, if he's going to be awake, why should I? I mean, he can do a whole lot more about it than I can. So I, I lay it at his feet. I said, here it is, God. In your time, in your season, and for your glory. <laughs> because God, the only way we're going to stand... In judgment and in your presence, even now, just we petition, huh? When Esther come in to get that that scepter extended out from the king, Hallelujah! She she took a chance after three days of fasting and calling on Mordecai and the people. And you know what? The Lord, amen, moved in for that was his people. And you know what? God hasn't changed his mind. Hallelujah. Bendale, Mississippi, to fight our battles. We got two examples of it right back there. And that's just the start of it. Hallelujah. If we'll just walk by faith and we don't ride some ride, some roller coaster ride. Help down and down and round and about. Hallelujah. No, we're living for God. We're serving God. And God's a God of every day. He is the author and finisher. I'm going to be a finished product. I don't know what kind of 
storms he's going to send me through. I don't know how many battles he's going to send me through. Hallelujah. And some of those battles, amen, is for me and maybe more for me than for anybody else because it's just a few things he's got to get knocked off. He's got to get rearranged. And so he sees me through the process. And through the process, amen, I become the product. Diamonds don't just appear on top of the ground, sweethearts. Takes the pressure, amen, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. Hey, and we watch the church. The more the world try to crucify it, the more the devil try to crucify it, the more they try to put the fire out, the more it broke out. I got something more just come in my mind, but I need to save it to next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. How many of you believe this is God's kingdom? How many of us live like it's God's kingdom? What do you mean by that, preacher? You're happy, you're content. You're not looking around at whoever. God's blessed me. He's been good to me. <laughs> Man, is God been good. I'll get on it next week. You watch, you watch that next chapter. I'm going to have y'all reading that thing. Y'all going to have y'all going to quote it when we get to it. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. It's the shortest chapter. But it's the hardest to learn. what's wrong with this, this country right now. You know why she's so uncontent? Because she's without God. And nothing else takes the place of the love and the peace and the spirit of God in our lives. Nothing. Positions, money, fame, glory. If you own 20 vehicles, if you owned 120, if you owned two horse buggies and four horses, how do you like that one? True contentment is living. Hey, I got to get through this chapter before I get on that one. I'm telling you, I'm about to advance on that one. I'm telling you. God, I, I want to live it though. Man, oh Lord, help me. Help me here now. Praise God. We're getting there. We're getting there. The psalmist again in the 20th chapter. Amen. He, he begins to talk about it. But again, we're still talking about, amen, trust and, and, and being able to do Put our place in, 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 in God. The writer puts it this way. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Huh. You know, even in America, we've got a lot of resources, a lot of uh, directions we can turn. We've got a lot of specialists in a lot of areas. But none of them trump Jesus Christ. None of them can speak to you like Jesus can. None of them can work and work on our behalf like Jesus can. I'm not saying don't use them. But if you use them without praying, they're not going to be too effective. They probably won't be too successful. You probably won't be satisfied with the outcome. But if you pray for God's favor and mercy and to, to help them and to guide them, Amen. To, to make the right choice and help us, God, 
when we set out to purchase this and set out to do that, uh, God, I mean, he went as far as saying, you know, he's talking about uh, if you want to go to the city, you're going to buy and sell and prosper. He said, if it be the Lord's will. How often do you hear that anymore? I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to buy that, I'm going to do this. And ah, that's what God's doing. Where am I in the picture? Where am I in the conversation? Now, Holy Ghost people don't do that. They're mindful at all the time. God, we need you. We need your favor. We need your blessings. We need your help. And, you know, when we're mindful of that, what's this? Nothing's too small. Neither is it too great. Because we got one that help us. We got those that help us. He'll help us in the longevity of things. Or he can help us. Folks, we're blessed when we really understand what we have at our fingertips, what we have in our possession, what Jesus Christ has purchased for the church, even upon this earth. Not wait until we get over there, but upon this earth. The blessings and the favor of God working on our behalf, guiding and leading us to be soul winners and light bearers and true worshipers of Jesus Christ. Next verse picks up, says this. I'm going I'm to move on to it. But there is, what forgiveness? Oh, man. What, what, what a statement. Hallelujah. At this moment, time. Hallelujah. Because he just made the statement, you know, who's, who's going to be able to stand? Who's, who's going to be able? Hallelujah. Because you're God. No man. No man can stand. But the next verse helps us out. Amen. God, goodness. But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared or reverenced. That's the reason, you know, we, we, we come to him. We cry out to him. We humble ourselves unto him. Even in times, amen, when we come up short, hallelujah, we, we drop the ball. I know some of you don't never do any of that. But if you happen to do that, amen, you know what? All you got to do is come back to him. You don't run from him. You don't blame everybody else. You don't point your finger at everybody else. You just kind of look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm the problem. I'm I'm the cat, amen. But you know what? I'm going to go to Jesus. I'm going to humble myself unto him. Because you know what? He has forgiveness. Not only is that, but you watch Psalms 86. Amen. Bow down thy ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Hear me, Lord. I'm poor and needy. Poor in the spirit. I'm a needy person right now. I'm in a dilemma. I'm in a situation. And God, without your mercy and grace, without your mighty hand moving, hadn't helping me out here. I'm in a bind. Hallelujah. I don't find any other resources. I don't find any other powers, any other authority that's greater than you. You and nobody loves me more than you love me nobody cares more about me than what you care about me and you want to perform the best for me and I want to perform my best for you so God I know I need you so I, here I am poor and needy preserve my soul for I am holy man that, that little statement right there just kind of you know I don't know if he's talking about himself amen or is he talking about God because God's holy amen but I am holy but could it be that amen the writer even here is, is likened this unto you know I'm a follower of yours I haven't bowed my knee to no other God I haven't given myself to no other God, I've called on you. Amen. I've done everything I know to do. But I found myself in a place. I'm finding myself in a dilemma. I'm finding myself in a poor, needy condition. And I don't have the answers. And I don't have the resources. Hallelujah. But I've lived my best. I've done my best. Hallelujah. To living for you and serving you. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. 
Nobody can rejoice the soul like him. Nobody can make the, the soul merry like Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, nothing else in this world and all that it has to offer us and pathways to walk down, none of those things can re- bring the soul to, to merry and rejoice it like God Almighty. But watch the sixth verse here. I give ear unto, O Lord, unto my prayers and attend to the voice of my supplications. Let me back up a verse. For thou, O Lord, art good and ready and ready to forgive. I'm going to tell you something. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Jesus Christ is set on go, ready to forgive. He's just waiting on individuals. If they, if they transgress, if they come up a little short, if they're walking in iniquity, if they're walking in darkness, that's a reason it's so important for them to hear the gospel. But if they can hear the gospel and turn from their wickedness and begin to call on Jesus Christ, he's a redeemer, he's a savior, he's a provider, he's a way maker for them. I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight that knows all about forgiveness. Hallelujah. He's ready to forgive me. Hallelujah. He's not walking around with a big old back waiting on me to mess up. Hallelujah. said, boy, it's my time. He's fixing to do it. He's fixing to do it. Praise God. Some of y'all look like y'all born to death. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get through. He's not like that. You know why? writer helps us out with that. He says, hmm, you know we're just of dust. You know that we're just flesh. You know. Now here's what we got to be careful of. To not to use it for a crutch. Not to use it for an excuse. Not just to carry on and live any old way and think God's going to accept us at the end of the journey. I get so sick of that. I get so sick of that. It, it, it almost... It almost makes me sick on my stomach. And then they'll have those that are gathering around them. It's all right. He's fine. He's this. You don't touch them. Don't say nothing to them. Pray God help us know which ones we need to go to. They like it or not. It's got to be a God thing. It's going to take him to raise them up. And take him to bring them out. It's got to be a God thing. Don't think those that circle around them that believed and have been deceived can't keep you. Until you really can. I know some of us has the idea and the opinion, the doctrine. Well, if it's God's will, it'll. Well, I'm starting up something here now. What about Paul? Whenever that cat tried to stop them, and he he prayed blindness down on him. Was he not a son of Belial that was trying to keep the governor from receiving the gospel and the truth? And had not Paul, amen, prayed the prayer and struck him with blindness? What would you do if your little darling was doing something like that? And all of a sudden the pastor prayed for him, blind him in Jesus' name. You got to lead him out of here. What are you going to ask? What do you think how the news won't get in the community? Well, you better not go up there at that Bendale Hardware store. That preacher up there, buddy. <laughs> it's in the Bible. And it's in the New Testament. I'm mad at the devil, folks. I'm not mad at nobody. Don't get the wrong opinion here. And God's sick of it, too. God's sick of the lies. God's sick of the pretending. God's sick of the fraud, the, the parade. All the put on. I think say something here now. 
I've been, I've been, I've been pondering some of this stuff. Somebody come in a hardware store just this week, told me they went to a revival. Had this guy there was prophesying and talked about, you know, this this young said somebody's here with kidney problems. And and he kept going on and finally, you know, the ten and, and another ten. And come to find out the guy's in tenth grade and his, his uh, football jersey has ten on it and, and all this other. But what really got me is whenever the first thing he talked about the first time he dealt, had any dealings with prophecy was with his daddy. And his daddy said the prophet he may come to him and told him, he said, Man, you got three one hundred dollars in your billfold, you give me one of them, God's gonna make you a millionaire in just about thirty days. He said, All that happened. But I'm gonna tell you something, where's that spirit coming from? Where's it coming from? Does not the scripture tell us that even devils could come clothed, amen, as ministers of light? Ministers of God, but they're not? Somebody better get their eyes open. Somebody better get in the spiritual realm. They can pick up and pick up some flags. Say, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. That ain't of God. They don't have that Jerusalem ring with it. That's workers of iniquity. And I'm going to tell you something. Go right on to the judgment. There's going to some amen to get before Jesus. We cast out devils in your name. We heal the sick in your name. But he's going to call them. I never knew you. You was workers of iniquity. Did not Simon try to bite the power of the Holy Ghost with his mighty? God's digging. God's trying to shake us. Turning this a long time, folks. We don't want to wind up in hell. The first thing Jesus taught us about this end time. Let no man deceive you. And the greatest deception all of us have is when we allow ourselves to deceive ourselves. That everything's all right. Everything's fine. But we got a country full of them. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. Lie to heartbeat. Flirt with this, flirt with that. I'm saved. I'm sorry. <laughs> Praise God. I'm telling you, it's a stirring time. Stirring time. It's a very stirring time. Hallelujah. We got to get moved. Got to get a move. Moses, I'm going to go there. I don't know. Got a few minutes here. I'm, I'm trying to finish. I, I'm going to bypass this, but. I'm going to let that go. I'll go to something else. Watch this. Uh, when he talks about, you know, the forgiveness. And when we start the fear. To fear him. The reverence. A man of who he is. I, I want to talk a little bit about. In, in Psalms 25 and 11 it says. For thy name's sake, O Lord. Pardon my iniquities. For it is great. But, but hear that part. Hear what the psalmist said. For thy name's sake. Moses' argument, even for the Israelites, will say, God, God, if you slew all of them, all the rest of the world is going to say you wasn't a big enough God to deliver them. Now watch this. Watch this. Here we are now. And then come on, we got to deal with flesh, and we got to deal with spirits, and we got to deal with some things, and we're looking through a darkly glass. And, and Paul told us, he said, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, but we find ourselves sometimes in situations and, and battling some things, and so we can get caught up. But watch this. Hallelujah. For thy name's sake. For thy name's sake. Jesus, hallelujah, don't let me be blinded to iniquity, don't let me be blinded to spirits, amen that's took the rule in my heart and the rule in my mind and the rule, don't let me blinded, amen, to the wrong wrong attitude and the wrong spirit of why I want to be who I want to be and going in the direction I want to go, I want to make sure it's of you God, hallelujah I want to make sure it's of your election and of your calling and your anointing upon it because without your anointing, no, no yokes are going to be broken, you know why the Christian world is so yoked up, because God can't anoint unbelief and God can't anoint the truth without it being truth. But I'm telling you what, the true truth of God's truth 
there comes, amen, anointing and a move of the house of God and the yoke of the bondage will be broken. in here possibly under the influence of drugs may you just got through come in the house of God in the presence of this almighty God and all of a sudden reality all of a sudden this is what I've been looking for this is what I need and I'm telling you God can sober them up God can cleanse them take all the drugs out turn them trans. Bible says he can transform us. He can make a new creation. He calls us to hate the things we once loved and love the things we very hate. I'm going to tell you something. Those folks that get tapped into that much and when the right spirits start getting, they hate God. They hate everything about church. They hate everything about godliness and holiness and dress and decent and all those. They hate it. When God, for thy name's sake, God, for thy name's sake, right in Pendale, God, Give us the revival you want us to give us. For thy name's sake, help us not to walk in iniquity. And for thy name's sake, God, come to our rescue and cleanse and purge and watch. Make us who and what you desire us to be. Hallelujah. For thy name's sake. Is anybody getting a little idea of the power of these songs? As they were singing these 15 songs, making their way back to God. Come on, don't forget. Hallelujah. One of the times they sung this was when they come out of 70 years of Babylonian captivity. And as they made their way back, hallelujah, to Jerusalem. As they made their way back to the synagogue, or to the tabernacle. Hallelujah. To the God that was going to answer. To the God that was going to bless them. To the very man of God, amen, that was set down into the mire. Amen. To die because he was preaching that you're going to go to Babylon and you're going to be there 70 years and the best thing you can do is submit to him and go. Hallelujah. And then God's going to bless you and he's going to bring you back. Hallelujah. Guess what? God will do the same thing for us. There's some processes God's going to send us through and we can fuss and fight and bit and do all that if we want to. Or we can say, you know what, God? You're in this and God, I want your will to be done. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to have the right attitude about it. I'm going to have the right spirit. And God, you're going to get the glory and the praise and the honor for it. Hallelujah. Because I believe you. You're with me. You care about me and you're going to see me through all this hallelujah Ooh. fifth verse I wait for the Lord my soul doth wait and in his word do I hope we'll give you a little homework Isaiah 30 you go back to Isaiah 30 <laughs> don't go to Isaiah Lord have mercy <laughs> we're going to Isaiah I thought I marked it maybe I didn't Yes, I did. When you look at Isaiah 30, I, won't, I, won't, I know my time's up. It's already at stand. stand. I'll finish up with this right here. I'm going to throw this out there. Amen. Verse 8. Amen. If you look at it, Isaiah 30, I'm sorry, 18. Therefore will the Lord wait. Therefore will the Lord wait. Watch this. I want to, I want to throw this in here. If God was willing to wait on us to accomplish and achieve some things, why don't we show him the same honor? Same, same respect. Just because the prayer is not being answered in the, uh, the time that you'd like. And, 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 and maybe even feel pressured by time if you don't hurry up and answer. But, but, but to wait. 
to wait on the Lord. Amen. To wait until he moves. and Wait until he has his voice and his heartbeat. And so when you go back to Isaiah the 30th chapter. You're going to notice a few verses even prior to that. Amen. Uh, another place. I believe it's the um, uh, fifth. This is all shame. The people. Anyway. Read that Isaiah 30th chapter. It talks about the people. Amen. Of Judah. And they wouldn't listen. They was going to go back to Egypt. They was calling on Egypt to be their help. And God shut that down. You know. Causing creatures and animals and lions. Amen. To defile them. And shut all that down. And, but, but again. Again, two or three times in that same chapter, he talks about wait. The Lord waits. The Lord waits. Watch this. When you go to the writings of Peter, I believe it's in First Peter 1, uh, 3, and 20. Amen. That he talks about how the Lord tarried and he waited. Amen. For, for what? For, for Noah to build an ark. A hundred and twenty years he waited. So let me tell you something. Don't ever be ashamed to wait on God. Don't ever be away ashamed, amen, to stand where you're standing as Paul said. Hallelujah. But until you hear the voice of God, until you hear the instructions of God, you just keep waiting on God. He's worth the wait. Hallelujah. Don't do it your way. Don't be pressured by others or the devils or the pressures of the world to do it some other way. That's even receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's even walking in the council and the calling to the elections of Jesus Christ. You wait on God because when God's in it, I'm telling you, when God's in it, I'm telling you, it's going to be successful. It's going to be victorious. God can make the best of any situation, but we got to wait on God and let God do it because he's got a time. He's got a season. He's got an hour. So it all works together. Okay? Love you tonight. Appreciate you tonight. Uh, man, I'm telling you, God's, God's good to us. And uh, he cares about us. Amen. And God is so, I want to talk about long-suffering for just a minute. Amen. Again, 2 Peter 3 and 9 talks about, amen. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering to us. Us, amen, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not God's will for any to perish. It's God's will for us all to come to repentance. And you know what? He's long-suffering. You know, I've heard people, you hear it a little more often, I can't believe God hadn't come. I can't believe blah, 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 blah. You better thank God for his long-suffering. <laughs> we all needed it. And there could be a time we're fixing to need it again. Okay. Thank God for his long-suffering. He knows what he's doing. Let's, let's, let's wait on God. Let's, uh, waiting, amen, that simply means to have patience. Long-suffering means to have patience, especially in times of affliction. That's long-suffering. Sometimes God's long-suffering with us so he can work with us. Hmm? Did he give us the parable? The digger? Hey, 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 don't, don't, don't cut it down yet. Give me one more year. Let, let, me, let me dig away. Just let me work with it. Don't take my baby. If you just give me another chance, I'll work a little harder. Waiting on God. God's long suffering. Let's be long suffering. Let's be patient. Let's let God flow through us. The attributes of God to flow through us. His love, his kindness, his mercy, his compassion, his long-suffering. Because when, when the Lord, the Lord God Almighty proclaimed himself to Moses, this is what he proclaimed. That he's full of mercy and compassion and long-suffering and gentleness. He's full of all that. He said, oh, don't worry, the guilty. 
guilty. He said, I'll, I'll take it. Now watch that. But you know what? He's given the opportunity of repentance for everybody to repent and walk with God and be saved. God hadn't changed his mind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed should not perish. None of us should perish. Not with the word, not with the Holy Ghost, not with the love of God and the power of God. It's working for us and on our behalf. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Hopefully some things are being said or encouraging, for uplifting, for, for direction. Folks, I'm telling you, we're living, in, we're living in a messy world. And if you listen so much of that social media stuff, if you, you're too much on that, those, those, uh, that Facebook, I still, I got upset about Facebook today. I told my wife, I don't even want to talk to you. I'll tell you why. Ain't no uncle passed away today about 11, 11, 15. And we get a call because somebody knows about it on Facebook before the family even has time to tell all the family and everybody. It burns my hide. Some of the family done it, maybe not really realizing But that's the reason I've told you, folks, don't get on the Facebook and announce all that. You may not, you may get aggravated with me. You may get frustrated with me. Sister Judy, can I say something about you and Sister Gina? Will it be all right? I hope it will. It won't. Y'all beat me up after church. Friday night, after the little episode, and I won't go into it, you know about it. Sister Gina didn't know nothing about it. She got up Saturday morning. God moved on. And she got, and just, just happened to text or call. I forgot which one. Text her that God's going to be with her. God's going to work. Just encouraged her. Gave her some. I mean, right to the T. Didn't know a clue. You know, when she told me that, I'm going to tell you the Holy Ghost. He said, that's how God can work. Stood her dependent so much on technology. You know? And yeah, I know. I don't agree with this. And that's fine. That's fine. You, you do it your way. And I will tell you what, we'll do it God's way. We'll see some different results. And you can't beat God's way. When the Holy Ghost moves and moves through the body, quickens the body, and that member of the body, you bake on one thing, baby, it's going to happen. And the Holy Ghost is faster than all that other stuff. But what if it's not? I'd rather be a day or two late and be right with God than have to be the person that knows all about it and all this. I'm sorry. I could have left all that long, huh? Amen. I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all folks, God's real. The supernatural, the, the miraculous has not disappeared. The, the miracles is not over with. Revival is not over with. God's still in it. God's as much God right now as he's ever been. He wants to declare and manifest himself. Let's let him do it. Love you tonight. I, I know you got to go. Appreciate you. God bless you. I know I took 10 minutes of your time. Love you. Appreciate you. I know. Thank you, parents, again. I know it's tough on you and the kids. We love you for it. God bless you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord. God bless you.